and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shield Wall Productions, where we talk about anything generally nerdy, hence the name. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. And dear listeners, some of you might remember the regiment of guardsmen. Yes. Who just have a nasty habit of always dying every single time they take the field. But you ask, oh, shield wall, but that's every, you know, regiment of guardsmen. And which is rather the point, because this is a campaign that Jacob's been running with the couples for only war. Yep. With only a few war. of his friends. And the whole point is for every single session for them all to die. Yeah, or majority. Or majority of them to die, but they, they all get new, pretty much identical guardsmen because that's guardsmen. Yes. There's not a whole lot that makes these characters, each of these characters special in any major... D- sort of way mm-hmm. um they've so far all died uniquely messily ways in different settings there's been trenches there's been um cities cities and now like every hackneyed video game trope before us it is time for <gasps> the dreaded sewer level yes now i feel like we might have mentioned this at one point in a previous episode of general nerd sense but yeah it's been a the while. last time we mentioned the doctor yes um jacob Tell us about your sewer level. So my sewer is 2.5 square kilometers of hell. Yes, you designed this as a map maker, and you got, to understate it a bit, a little carried away. Yeah, I got lost designing the map. Hi, Theseus. You need some string. Uh, I think I made that joke before, but I'm going to keep making it, because I think it's funny. It's very apropos. And it's also the classiest shield wall is probably going to get ever. What are the... Not classies, but most highbrow. Are are all the uh, Monty Python jokes just getting a little bit too much? A bit. You took away my jar. I'm going to replace it with a taser one of these days. (laughs) You laugh. I'll do it. I'll get a cattle prod. Point is, it's cheaper than a jar. True. Anyway, anyway, we're off topic. Back on (laughs) the sewer level. Guardsman. Um, It's not any old sewer, though. It is, at the end of the day... A sewer in the 41st millennium. It is. In the hive city of, a 41st, yeah. of the 41st millennium. It is not your average sewer. I spent probably just as much time starting to create monsters and shit to put in that sewer to make it as horrifying as possible. Yes, as you should, because the grim darkness of the far future is horrifying as... And so it goes to stand that the sewers and sewage is even more horrifying. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to kind of, like, set it off, like, you know... We were, me and my GM buddy were kind of looking for a rotating schedule that wouldn't kill both of us yes. with creating content because both of us had pretty busy lives. So right. as we're, as it stands, you know, he's doing a week, I'm doing a week, and then we're taking a week off, which actually works a lot better for everyone's schedule and everyone's amount of yes. time they can put into, you know, building yes. each Yes, and I do session. believe we mentioned this in the end of the yeah. last Doctor episode, but it was just a recap. Yeah. So, anyway. So... How did the guardsmen do? They did moderately okay. I think out of, like, the ten guys, they only lost two so far. So far. Let's talk about that. Yeah. From the beginning. From the beginning. Well, to start it off, a couple people were running late. So, to kind of reward and, you know, rub it in a little bit to the people who said they'd be there on time. And, you know, they inevitably weren't. I, uh, I gave everyone who was there a little bit of a, you know, incentive. So... For example, the squad sergeant, who is now my other GM buddy, yeah, he got to become 
the the sergeant and i gave him a mechanical arm and a plasma pistol nice yeah as well as a chainsword so you gave him a reward and a punishment he chose the plasma pistol. I said he could take Okay, so he did it to himself. Got it. I, I told him he could take a last pistol instead. But he didn't. But he didn't. He will learn. Yeah. Did it's only going to take one time. You only have to learn it lesson once. It's going to only take one time until his mechanical arm is completely melted through. On the plus side, it's a mechanical arm. Yeah. He won't feel it. Yeah. On the other hand, he won't have... A mechanical arm. Exactly. You get the one... Unless you prove yourself particularly useful, and then they might replace it. Yeah. But anyway. So, uh, one of the other people got a bog-standard flamer. Okay. Useful for a sewer. I told him he could either get, like, a, you know, uh overcharged las gun or a flamer. So, he made like the a reasonable smart choice. Man. Yes, yeah. he made the smart choice. Not because it's sewer level, because, but because when you're given the option between... A slightly more powerful las gun and a fucking flamethrower. You go with the fucking flamethrower. You, you always go through for the flamethrower. And then uh, one because of in the forty first millennium, if you got if you got if you're the guy with the flamethrower and you die, the good news is you're not gonna die alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last person became a medic. When other people started to filter in, um, they became guardsmen with las guns. They were like, but. You know, do, do they get special weapons? I'm like, you you misunderstand how, like, squads work. One guy's a sergeant, so he's a special thing. There's usually, like, one heavy weapon, so you get something special. And then everyone else gets, you know, last guns. Yes. And that's what you get. Yes. So as we we start off, um, the, the squad sergeant, and I got to give my uh, group credit. They have role-played better than they have before. Nice. And I, I'm, I'm loving every second of it. I'm pretty sure... Uh, you know, hyping them up with uh, Rising Storm 2 Vietnam was uh, uh, an adequate uh, thing. So yeah. our, our squad sergeant is literally playing uh, uh, Vietnam, like, sergeant. Style. Yeah, and mm. I, I love it. Mm. He's just he's just treating everyone like the dumbasses they are. So. Appropriate. And surprisingly enough, he's he's treating it more like a, more like a problem-solving Ah. sort of thing, so I'm pretty sure that's why they're doing better. Gotcha. Now, I think the group's own stupidity will get them sooner or later, but... We shall see. As it happens. So, starting off right off the bat, um, they they find themselves in another trench line, as guardsmen awful, uh, often do. Yes. And, more or less, they get the message from the higher-up um, that there was an artillery shell that seemed to go much further deeper than normal artillery shells go so they think there's some sort of tunnel system under the wall of the hive city because uh-huh. as it stands in the imperial guardsman campaign time has continued to move so their army kind of moved back to encircle the city and you know prevent the revolution from scaling out from there right so they've kind of contained the threat. There's just no way for their army to get into the city currently. Because walls. Yeah, because walls. The uh, the bane of all attackers. Walls. Walls. Yes. Yeah. So they kind of set off. They, you know, pop some smokes, run up, kind of around this, like, mound of debris and rubble. Uh, part of, like, a highway collapsed on top. And, um, you know, the... My buddy, getting a little bit smarter, sends one of the MPC guards up first to check uh, 
you know, if it's if it's clear to go in, who immediately gets beamed in the head yes. and then falls back down. So they decide, you know, tactical application of a couple more smoke grenades would probably be a good idea. Yeah. So they pop a couple more smoke, have the flamer dude run up, flamethrower the hole. They failed to realize that they weren't getting shot at from inside the hole. They were getting shot at from, like, farther down. <laughs> a little bit of, you know, uh, just kind of trying to tactically determine where they're getting shot from. And it's at that point that the uh, the flamer rolls a crit 100 and falls into the hole when he's trying to, like, look inside. Oops. Now, in Only War, crit 100 is critical failure yes yeah so they decide like they, they go into check after him he doesn't die because he basically just tumbled down a bunch of rubble mm -hmm. and then uh he just hit like stomach first and knocked the wind out of him right he and fell down the high distance from from a high distance the right way which is hitting everything on the way down to arrest his fall yeah and you know he he also had plate of seal armor on and stuff so didn't break a ribcage or anything like that, but they just hear some groaning inside the hole, so they kind of speed things up and run down to assist them. Quietly chuckling the entire time. Yeah. So, they get into the hole. They determine there's not a whole lot in the hole, uh, but, you know, they also flamed it out, but there wasn't really anything to begin with. They're just starting their first path of descent into the sewer. Yeah. So, they head down... And they kind of line themselves up, and I got to give him credit because he's actually kind of starting to think about this tactically. Mm. He lines, you know, one of the NPCs up first, then he lines the flamer behind him. So if that, like, that guy just, yeah, that guy, as he goes forward, if anything happens, he'll just hit the deck and the flamer will go off. And, yeah. and then he puts himself in the middle because mm. that's maximum amount of meat shields in the front and back. Yeah, exactly. And then they put the couple other people and then the medic in the rear. Makes sense. But realistically speaking, I think the medic should probably be near the Sarge. Probably. For safety's sake. It's, you know, maximum amount of meat shield between the both Sh of them. He should have. Should have, but whatever. Well, yeah. So they start going down, and they come to the realization that sewer dark. Yeah. Sewer dark. Yeah. They only have dinky little flashlights, too, not counting their last guns. Thank you. <laughs> I, if I, you weren't going to, I was going to. I, I made the joke at the campaign, too. I'm like, <laughs> you, you, have two lads, uh, you have two flashlights, one slightly bright, brighter than the other. <laughs> yes. Oh. One a constant beam, the other is a strobe light. Yeah. So, it's at this point, they, they, you know, they decide there's, okay, there's, the only way we can go is forward. So they start heading down, and they come to a really rickety old metal catwalk. Sounds safe. So, you know, of course, they send the NPC across first. Naturally. Safe enough. They right. start going through. Uh, when they come to the flamer, and then one of them also has a backpack full of explosives. Oh. Meant to uh, blow a hole in the wall. Yes. If they can find, like, some structural points. Ah. Uh -huh. And uh, funny enough, they gave it... so. They were like, okay, one of the people's running late. Uh, which is his character? So I determined which one his character would be. Okay, we're giving him all the explosives. Because it's like 20 extra kilograms he has to weigh. Right. Which is 44 pounds. Yes. And I'm like... For our American <sighs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. So uh, party kind of chuckled because, like, he wasn't there. So he gets to 
be the brunt of everything. He when he comes to, back, he gets and, to be the Sherpa. <laughs> when he gets back, he's like, "Why is my character completely exhausted?" Well, they gave you all the heavy stuff. Why? Because you were late. Okay, but why? Because you're the Sherpa. Yeah. As we uh, as we continue forward, when they come to the guy with all the explosives on him, instead of having him just walk across, I got to applaud them. Because he had the guy lay on his stomach and spread out all his body weight and, like, crawl across the bridge. Even weight distribution. Yeah. Smart. And I'm like, damn, here goes my first chance to kind of kill a couple of these guys. <laughs> Man, that was going to be really funny, but then you got smart on me. Damn it. They're learning. <laughs> oh, God, they're learning. Wait, no, that's 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 what people only say when, when I learn things. Never mind. So, they continue down another flight of stairs, and then they find themselves in the sewer proper. Okay. Now, the first part of the sewer is relatively clean water. This, uh, a lot of the pitfalls of this part are fast-moving water, you know, waterfalls, stuff like that. Right. So, they continue to inch forward, and their kind of plan at the moment, and I can't fault them, is put one hand on the wall and keep the right side of the wall to them and just kind of, like follow it until it ends somewhere right the one downside of this is uh it's me <laughs> you've thought of this I've, I've thought of a lot of things on how to make this me <laughs> so this starts to go downhill pretty quickly when they come to the first four-way intersection <laughs> that plan worked for a bit so they follow the wall and then uh the the npc in the front reports that it just drops into nothing Okay, well, can you determine how deep it is? MPC picks up rock, throws it. I can't hear the splash. <clears throat> Alrighty, so I guess we can't go that way. <laughs> was the general consensus. Uh. And so, one of the people who joined in a little bit late decides, fuck it, I'm just going to jump across the water. Oh, boy. He rolled like a nat four, which is surprisingly good. Cool, now he's isolated. Yeah, he gets across <laughs> the water. And he gets across the water right before they come to that, like, at dead end. And they're like, the sergeant was, like, berating him for being a dumbass. And they're like, okay, now hold the rope while the rest of us swim across. Because <laughs> pretty much the only gear they get, they get their normal issue gas masks and a couple, like, things of climbing rope. Right. That's it. And, and day rations, a couple days rations and stuff like that. Yeah. So after that... All this hoodies <laughs> getting hot. So before before we started rolling the mics, I put on another shield wall hoodie over my already bulky hoodie. And I'm starting to overheat a little bit. I told you you're going to get a heat stroke at the start of the winter. But uh, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, I've cooled down a little bit. Luckily, I shaved like the sides of my head now. So it's, it's like steaming off. But uh, anyway, back to the anyway, guardsmen. Back to the guardsmen. <laughs> there will be pictures of this, by the way. Don't you worry, listeners. Yeah. Probably those pictures will come out before this podcast, so, you know, those will make sense in about two weeks. <laughs> uh, so, everyone surprisingly gets across fast water. They, you know, have people hold the ropes and ferry them across. And then they start their exact same plan, but holding their hand on the left side of the wall. Okay. Yeah. They get down. They still have the intelligence of the guardsmen. I'll give them this. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they do. Now... They get to my, their, their, their first pitfall. They come to the staircase of the side of the wall they're on. Okay. Staircase goes up. I just told them. Ah. And um, 
Sergeant thinks they need to continue either staying on the floor they're on or go down. So they pass up the staircase. Mm, that doesn't stand to reason. They're trying to get in, away into the city, right? Yeah. Surely you want to go up to find the surface into the city. Yeah. These are below average intelligence guardsmen. Well, the rest of the guard party dis- was was trying to argue, you know, this this kind of looks like a way forward, and plus we're not... They're in- trying to argue at the point I just made. Yeah. <laughs> and this- but also they're not Sarge. Yeah, and Sarge has a plasma pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'll kill us all. I'll pull the trigger and at least one of us will die. Maybe two, depending on how close you're standing when I pull that trigger. So they cross back over the Red River to the other side because... Due to, you know, poor 40, 41st millennium engineering, the staircase covers the entire pathway they're on. Okay. That's, like, the most obvious... That way. Go that way. But, you could have thrown them. Yeah. But, you know, they can still... You know go, what? They do it to themselves. Yeah. So they go across the other side, and they start walking. They have to shimmy their way. There's, like, a little bit of machinery on the other side. Oh. Uh. And uh, the last, you know, the medic who's last, who's also... To kind of put this in perspective, he's Manolo from the other campaign. Oh, God. It's that guy. Oh, no. So as he passes by, he rolls a check, you know, an intelligence check to see if he can find anything important on the machine. Oh, no. He looks at it. Matt fucking won. <laughs> that computer panel looks pretty damn important. I'm ah. going to try to hack it. Oh, no. Looks at it. Yep, that's computer screen, was because he rolled, like, a 90. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It appears to run on some sort of electricity. Well, you're not wrong. So, being a guardsman, he breaks it with his last gun. He smashes his butt of his last gun. (laughs) Um, He rolls 98. Red lights start flashing. Well, uh, did it do anything? The, uh, the, the drain water now speeds up considerably. <laughs> to, put, to give you an idea, too, there were still two guards that had to cross that river. <laughs> so they get across. Were. Oh, they got across? They, they got across. Oh. By, by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> they, they also had the entire party holding the rope, pulling them in. <laughs> and, they, and, and Sarge, at this point told the medic if he touches another thing he's just gonna shoot him (laughs) so they continue this is a reasonable response yeah and they get to the first maze part of hell that i designed (laughs) because it was either you know i was if if you determine you know i probably start going up those stairs oh i also forgot to mention but when they got near the stairs they also heard some sort of like screaming so but like okay fine they're guardsmen they have the courage of such yeah it's only what 10 of them yeah the courage of guardsmen exponentially increases the more of them there are and when there's only 10 of them there's not much to be had other than this and there's also no commissars so this is also true you know they just want to tactically determine if they can get through another way that doesn't require going through all the screaming (laughs) i can't fault this them for this logic yeah, and I mean, when you have things that are kind of akin to skinwalkers, mm, and... Yeah, yeah. Do they... But they don't know that, do they? They don't. Mm. I... 
not only that, but the entire I've, I've been picking up a lot of extra overtime in my in my real life, and I've been talking to all the other people who I work with who have about the same kind of like you know what be kind of fucking freaky. Uh, so I've I've been feeding off some pretty fun stuff. Tell me, flips open notebook, <laughs> takes out pen. <laughs> And you know when you when you have another person who has kind of a twisted imagination, you can come up with some pretty creepy stuff. Indeed. Uh, so they continue forward, and they reach. And part of the reason this is maze hell is they reach one of it's like eight or nine four way paths. Yeah. So nice. they reach the first four way path. Not a T intersection, I'm guessing. No, no, like a X intersection. X intersection. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So they just kind of Yeeny meeny miny mo. They they continue to hold their hand on the right side of the wall. And now the reason I said I thought this through is because the right side of the wall now takes them on the longest path. <laughs> you were planning for this. Yes. You knew that's what they'd do, probably. And then across the river, there's like this little island. Ah. And it makes a the the X the first like X path that if you follow with your hand on the right side of the wall makes this giant loop. Hmm. All the way back to the beginning. Nice. So, one of the guardsmen, the medic, decides it'd be a good time. You know, I, I see another hallway down there. I'm going to try to jump across this water that I've already exponentially sped up. That I've made substantially more dangerous through my own actions. So, he tries to wade through the water. Nice. Could have jumped over it. It's only, like, a six-foot gap. He could have made literally any other approach to that situation. Yeah. He gets both feet in the water and slips off the side, and then whoosh, he's gone. Like a fucking water slide. <laughs> Wee! Uh, he passes up the entire squad because he's at the rear. Yeah. Person in the middle who has the rope tries to throw it to him. He, th he makes a valiant throw. Medic tries to grab it. Strength attack, uh, you know, strength check, and then uh, he misses. Yeah, nice. And continues to slide. Person at the front tries to lay down, putting all of his body weight, hold out his arm. Oh, no. Medic fails another, like, you know, agility check to try to grab onto his arm. Right. And then he goes into pitch darkness. His flashlight on his chest goes out. Yeah. As, as it does with a lot of water. Yeah. He, he goes through pitch darkness at some point, and then with pretty heavy force his back hits a couple metal bars and he's pinned to uh you know uh, a water grate nice and he is stuck so the party kind of rushes forward to try to find him it takes him a bit of time to find because none of them have all too good perception checks <laughs> and they they finally they see a little glint and gleam off the, his like water covered helmet <laughs> and uh you know, the, the medic tries to struggle a little bit. With you know, whatever strength uh, he's got left. Yeah, and also considering it's a lot of water yes. that's being poured against him. So yes. he tries to make a strength check, and he fails. Yes. So he's like, can I make another strength check? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But uh, if you fail, you go unconscious. <laughs> he fails. Doc is dead. So he's being pinned against the water. He's just unconscious at this point. Sergeant makes the decision... Because after, you know, he passed out, he reminded the party he has all their medical supplies. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you bastards were thinking of leaving me, I've got all the medical supplies. 
So they tie a rope to one of the NPC guardsmen instead of an actual player because smart. They are using their thinking SMRT, brains. SMRT, smart. They're, they're using their thinking brains, sort of. So they tie the rope around the guardsman, and they throw the NPC guardsman towards him. <laughs> he uh, he, you know, slams against a somewhat softer fleshy great this time <laughs> and then they tell him to just bear hug the medical supplies and then they have the rest not the medic the medical supplies no the medical supplies <laughs> sarge was determined to let the medic die because he deserves it <laughs> uh my my party's neater than you know i could ever imagine being mm. so they have him bear hug the medical supplies and then the rest of the eight of them pull him in. They they managed to do it, and now they have their medical supplies back. <laughs> Meanwhile, medic player is like, fuck you. So medic player gets a new medic and uh, had actually the same intelligence skill. The only difference is he doesn't have the two, as I said, the two-hour medical seminar. <laughs> medic. So he has a minus five or five percent, you know, Against uh, his medical skills, and they continue forward, leaving the now quite dead medic. <laughs> probably would have survived if the other guard hadn't slammed into him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they they continue forward. So after a bit more of tedious walking, and to put this into perspective, it is very tedious because the entire map is covered in fog of war. And they can only go at the speed of you move up to a position, it illuminates it, like, for maybe another 20, 30 feet. They have to move all their models up again. Yeah. They're, like, little characters on the program. And then they have to continue doing this. So, uh. it's, it's slow. It's methodical. It's hard to see. They have to make a bunch of perception checks. To... And they could get jumped at literally any second. Yeah. And I'm guessing they're painfully aware of this. I don't know if they're painfully aware that they could get jumped because yet, because it's been a couple months and they've been they've had a little bit of time to have their you know mental trauma heal fade. Yeah, yeah you know it's <laughs> they forgot that they're in the grim darkness of the forty first millennium and they're guardsmen. Getting jumped is kind of what happens to them. Now, to their credit, uh, one of the players showed me his map after the session, and he's actually doing it on pen and paper ah. and i gotta give him credit because i thought they were just gonna continue going through and be like so wait this looks familiar this looks look familiar, familiar. Yeah, yeah. wait no. this section of sewer tunnel looks exact oh my god Where one guy we? can hold it map. no no it's not familiar we haven't been here before yeah <clears throat> it just looks like it is don't get too demoralized <laughs> so as they continue forward they come to another four-way intersection <laughs> And then they decide... You're to... a dick. <laughs> I am. And then they decide to follow the right-hand side. Again. Not too much longer, another four-way intersection. <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point... The what group... did they ever do to you? <laughs> uh, a lot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. For one, Manolo. Uh, you raising... That's a... Okay, you raise an excellent point. <laughs> uh, another... The, uh, the crazy druggy character. Oh, yeah a little bit it's at this point that they come to the second four-way intersection in like 20 feet that they're like <laughs> let's brainstorm <laughs> <laughs> we need a new plan other than take the right one 
taking the right side, the right path. The players that said we obviously should have took the staircase are <laughs> now painfully rubbing it in to Sarge. <laughs> Sarge is like, you can go back on your own and find it if you want, or we can continue <laughs> forward. Uh, and then now they realize, and, and what I've been doing at this time, they've been testing the current of the water. Uh-huh. So I just kind of show like the arrows of like where the water's moving and it is kind of giving the mechanical engineer an aneurysm at this point because he's like wait this four-way intersection has three different routes of water (laughs) (laughs) i I can't plan around this okay can we find something to secure it and i just like point to the map and i'm like is there anything on this map besides bare concrete that you can secure a rope to. <laughs> there's like a ro- there's like a light fixture, like a hundred feet down the tunnel, and they're like, um, what about that? After about literally fifteen minutes of p- different people trying to roll to throw like a little hoop around the light, they give up. Eventually, <laughs> one of them takes it down, ties it into, and he's like, "Let's try this." I don't know if that'll go on the right. It's not supposed to go around the light. It's supposed to go around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> they take a five or ten minute break, uh, like bathroom and grab more beer and stuff. And <laughs> then, then when there's they more of this, I'm gonna need a drink or six. Then they come back and they're like, "Okay, let's let's try to think of an idea." It's so at that point one of the NPCs is like, "We could just hold the rope." <laughs> <laughs> Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to create, like, a pivot point so, every like, you know, that they can swing across the raging water with. <laughs> and they're on one side, and they're trying to get to the other side. So the, the NPC's like, Sarge, I don't know much about this mechanical engineering, but, uh, you know, we could just hold this rope, and uh, <laughs> there's, like, eight of us. <laughs> People are very... The light faded from Sarge's eyes a little bit. If that one just... The vehicle's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're they very quiet for like a minute or two. <laughs> they rethink like everything in their life. <laughs> Where has my life gone so wrong? Yeah. It's at this point, the, the medic's new character has gotten tired of waiting. <laughs> oh boy. And decides to try to jump it. He makes the first jump. Okay. He makes the jump to the side they're originally going to go to, and okay. then realizes both of the dead ends end in, you know, waterfalls and or raging sewer uh, sewer grates. Mm-hmm. And says, we can't go this way. <laughs> Sarge is like, come back, we'll throw you the rope. And he's like, I'm going to go for the longer jump. <sighs> makes the jump. He doesn't make the agility check to land it. They do it to themselves. He falls into the water. <laughs> Round two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Gets pinned against sewer grate, slowly starting to drown. Does he have the medical supplies still? His new character got the medical supplies. <laughs> he knows how this is going to go. So they throw another guardsman in, tied to a rope. <laughs> this time, they decide to rescue him. Because one of the other players points out, if we keep letting him kill off all the NPCs, we're going to have no characters to respawn into. <laughs> and Jacob said that if they die, another squad is going down to start scouting it out. We have to do it all again. So they decide. But they didn't think that if that happens, they can just take the stairs. 
they thought one step ahead. But if they thought just two steps ahead, they would have been like, yeah, fuck it. Burn through all the bodies. Let's do this. You know what? Everyone hold hands. Let's jump in together. <laughs> I, I, I told We're going to game the system, boys. I told them. But that'd be metagaming, and that's wrong. Well, and I, I also reminded them, if they die, the next squad comes in. If that squad dies, the next squad comes in. And, and you forget that the Imperial Guard solve things with brute tactics. Right. They will continue to send more guardsmen in. Until, until they around. send a literal battalion in. <laughs> and they will play every single one of those battalion members. <laughs> Have you given them the option to where if they're just hopelessly lost, they can be like, this, guard, this, this squad is lost, can we just get another one? And just leave that one that they started with marooned in the sewers? See, they have to get down to a point where they don't have enough respawns, and they're like... So there's like... So basically each squad has to straight die. They have to die more than 50%. Gotcha. And then the survivors are just left to wander the sewers until they run out of rations and then run out of each other. Those <laughs> players will start pro still probably keep the players they had. They'll just have to be rescued by the next party. <laughs> or die. Yes. Puts the last gun to head. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. Alrighty, boys. Pair up. So, they, uh, they rescue the guardsmen. They get them back. And then... They slowly but surely weighed everyone across. And the part, you know, they, they had one of two sides to choose. They had the right side and the left side. They decided to ferry across the left side because it's closer. And, uh, you know, after about an hour of, like, in-game time, you know, they get across. Everyone's soaked, whacked, tired. It's getting <laughs> about, it's getting late in the evening. So they're, they decide to set up camp. And then they, you know, they follow it a little bit more. And they realize they are on... It's kind of like a donut. Uh -huh. It's just a circular piece around kind of like a support structure. Right. So they, now they have to go across the water again to the correct side. Oh. The thing is, once they ferry themselves across to the correct side, they still have to cross one more time. And then one more time to get to the, where the stairs are. Uh-huh. Because they, they've made, at this point, a giant circle. <laughs> A giant circle that already cost them their medic. Yes. So, they they set up... No, let's be real here, Jacob. Their medic cost them their medic. Yeah. So, and to punish the player who decided to jump and, <laughs> you know, get himself into that position again, he lost his cigarettes. <laughs> Everyone, uh... they got handed a carton of cigarettes. Everyone got a pack of cigarettes. He lost his cigarettes. This is fair punishment for stupidity. Yeah. So he takes stress points. <laughs> Forgot about those. Friendly reminder, if you lose your cigarettes or run out of your cigarettes, you gain stress. Because the one thing these poor guardsmen have is LHO sticks. That's the one minor joy they get on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And, you know, if they're lucky, they might get some recap or coffee, you know. Whatever. But in the sewer, the only thing they have to them is cigarettes. And at this point, he's lost his only pack of cigarettes, and I don't think any of those guardsmen are going to share. <laughs> considering they got pretty wet just trying to rescue him. Ah. Uh. So now they're, they're camping on this island. Granted, it's probably the one of the better strategical points it could be. Sure. But they decide to call it there because uh, they, they have finals and stuff like that coming up. So, But next part's gonna jump off to be 
a little bit more horrifying because, you know, things things still exist in the sewer. That they would wish are simply alligators. Yeah. I could... Well, that's going to do something against an alligator. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We're talking about basically dinosaurs here, so like... Now, yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to go over the creature they're going to be facing next. Okay. So, the the creature they're going to be facing next, I very lovingly call sewer monkeys. <laughs> this sounds alarmingly cutesy. They aren't. I believe you, but that's the that's why I said alarmingly. Yeah. You have you ever. Uh, have you ever watched X-Files? No. Okay, there's there's a episode in the X-Files. I think it's like season 2, season 3, episode 1. I'll take your word for it. Where like there's this creature in the sewers. It's more or less like a human like leech worm thing. Gross. So, my my ideas for sewer monkeys are they're they kind of look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> Okay. But if Gollum had no eyes hmm. or ears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just had two slits on its face for hmm. noses and then just um, kind of like a leech-like mouth with oh. like a smaller mouth alien style nice. inside. Great. Yeah. That's... Instead of arms, it has like four kind of omnidirectional tentacles that Great. it uses to like suction around and crawl around the sewer. Great. And uh, they they like to, uh, you know, drop on things, suck their blood, and implant them with eggs that uh, turn into more sewer monkeys. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, they're, they, they're really, they have really good smell, mm-hmm. sense of smell. Yeah. So I think their first ambush, start of next session, they're going to have to deal with some sewer monkeys. Right. And that isn't even the most horrifying. That's like... Scratching the surface. Yeah. Their next session will be terrifying because the first part of the sec uh, the first part of the sewers is is maze section. Mm-hmm. They have to find the way to get to the the main sewer, which is like the shit and radioactive sewer. Right. The not just water sewer. Yeah. So once they get passed through like just the rainwater part of the sewage. They have to deal with a lot more fucked up monsters, a lot more fucked up. Like, if the next part, if they straight up set foot in that radioactive sewage, it is going to straight up dissolve their skin away. Nice. Yeah. So Remember that time the medic just drowned? Those were good times. Yeah. (laughs) Those were good times in the sewers, because that was just water. Yeah, only slightly radioactive water. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, one of them, you know, Sarge told them to test the speed for water, so one of them, like, tried to drink some water to see if he could taste the speed, and then he permanently lost the ability to taste salt. (laughs) (laughs) I literally told him, it burns your mouth because it's acidic and radioactive, and you've now permanently lost the ability to taste anything salty. (laughs) One of them said, you know, it's going to make life easier as a guardsman <laughs> you know he might actually have a point oh <laughs> uh, but the more dulled his sense of taste is as a guardsman probably the better yeah so that means it'll be more easy for him to just fuel up on raw nutrients and not have to worry about how it tastes yep 
But that that is the first part. The next part is going to be a lot more horrible and devious monsters and traps. Because and they have to fight things that are not just themselves. Things that they have to fight things beyond their own stupidity. Yeah. And to kind of put this into perspective, into like the story, how I've generated it, this part of the sewer they're in has been decommissioned. It is that's part of the reason it lies so far out of city lines oh. is because they initially built this part of the sewer um to be like as part of a city expansion project right they never got around to it probably the money was going to gangers or something like that and so they just kind of walled it off and, and you see this a lot with like just sewers and parts of uh like cities that you know they have an idea to non-existent like, but partially built yeah. um subway stations are a great, great example yeah. one great example of that would be i think it's uh the detroit uh like m- metro mm-hmm. or it might it might be pittsburgh but they there was like plans for all these subway systems mm. that they never got around to it so they just literally bricked them off yeah they built the stations everything but they just never finished it yeah. so they're just like and bleh. They laid everything except the track. Yep. And then they ran out of money. Yeah, sounds about right. So, you see that with these city building projects. So, I kind of got an idea for that. And, you know, this part of the sewer they're trying to get through is, it's wonky because it never really got completed. Right. But it's still semi-functional. Sure. There's still input of sewage and rainwater that comes from somewhere in the city proper. But no real filtration. Yeah. No real regulation. Like, it's just, it's there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it isn't higher up in the city, so it does, it isn't even, like, at least better quality sewage. It is, like, at the very bottom. So you get all the runoff from, like, the production plants, the reactors, stuff like that. And, and the it's toilets. all, yeah, and then it's also walled off, so you don't have people going through and, like, calling the mutants and stuff like that. Ah. So it's just kind of this festering. Oh, come on, that's cathartic, and it's also good for the city. Like, there are mutants down there. Let the populace go and vent some of their frustration at being the populace of the 41st millennium on beings that, in the Imperium's eyes, deserve it. Yeah. Ooh. No fun allowed in the 41st millennium unless you're a space marine. I just got an awesome idea. You know what they need to do? They need to remake the Purge movie, but have it against mutants in a hive city. But then it wouldn't be a horror movie. I mean, when you're a PDF trooper, it would be. Sure. <laughs> so they wouldn't be making it from the mutants' perspective. They make it okay. The... And then also, like the purge. Are we done talking about the garden, by the way? The the purge wasn't a good horror movie. I understand this, but okay. are yeah. we done talking about the garden, by the way? Yeah, we're done. Okay. So, you know, they've only just begun to yeah. suffer. And, and you know, like with a lot of my campaigns, I like to give it a little bit more backing because. When 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 I find when you're building a campaign itself, if you kind of flush out like kind of a little bit more of the lore, even if a lot of it doesn't come to light, it gives you a little bit more to hint at. Right. And again, reminder to the listeners that this garden party is specifically people who aren't that familiar with 40k. Yeah. And they wanted the true grimdark experience. Yes. So they really adopt the grimdark. <laughs> uh, they. In, in the first time, like, a couple of the people from the, you know, the Dark Heresy campaign that went to shit because somebody got a little bit too addicted to drugs. <laughs> that someone was an Arbites. They, that was supposed to be to show them, like, the grim darkness of the far future. I don't think... <laughs> All it really showed them was the grim darkness of gr- drug addiction, Jacob. <laughs> and 
I, I felt like I didn't adequately provide them with enough Grimdark experience. You tried, but again... Yeah. What more can the Grimdarkness... Like, a fictional Grimdarkness is nothing compared to the Grimdarkness of drug addiction, Jacob. True. Especially when the drug addiction is from the Grimdarkness of the far f- 41st millennium. The Arbite ate someone. <laughs> uh, might want to lie low for a bit, bud. So I wanted to show them a little bit more of the brutally short life of a guardsman. So they, pers- uh, you know, they, they get this perspective of, I shouldn't fuck up. And, to- and they still manage to. Yeah. To their credit, a lot of the party is actually starting to learn. I will say this, that over the d- different guardsman tales, it was really only the first two where they kind of deliberately fucked up yeah it was in the one where they're defending what the apartment building hab complex whatever where they it was just bad luck yeah like they were doing their best and then someone flubbed something yeah like not on purpose the dice just fucked them yeah they are learning i'll give them this Mm -hmm. except for the medic is like who computer smash 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 oh the water's faster now fuck so before this campaign restarted up i gave them a little talk (laughs) because they were like bunch of the party understood why i was making it brutal the other party was like can, can we have something a little bit less grimdark <laughs> and i was like okay guys so what i'm trying to do here and I, I pulled back the curtain a little bit is we we play a lot of like higher fantasy adventures right where people don't really die unless you really fuck up right people don't your characters don't die unless they damn well deserve it yeah. This is a bit more of a dark sci-fi fantasy adventure. Like, bad things happen. Yeah. Kind of think of this like a puzzle. You know, Mm -hmm. you are trying to make the correct decisions to come out alive. And if you do everything correct, there's a pretty strong chance that most of you are going to survive. Yes. But to quote John Picard, it is possible to commit no errors and still fail. Yeah. And I told them that that as well. Like... You can do everything right, but you still might die dead. Yeah. And I said, sometimes life's just going to be unfair. You might do... Especially in the 41st millennium. You might do everything you can correctly. You might, you know, make all the right choices, make all the right sacrifices, because sometimes it will require sacrifices, and you might just die, because that's... That's grimdark. And that's being a guardsman. Yeah. And... You're already working from a deficit here. So after I gave him that talk, everyone was kind of like, that makes a little bit more sense now. I, I like this. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I should not be more at peace with coming to a gruesome demise. And I told him that's why, you know, I pre-generated all these characters for you. I made it as easy for you to switch as possible. So yes. it isn't as grueling. Right. And, you know, they, they, they get the idea that this is a little bit more of a puzzle game. This is something as a group we haven't quite done before. Right. But their they their excitement's been a little bit more reinvigorated with it, yeah. So they're they're happily prodding on, being as miserable as possible. <laughs> I like the way it sucks. <laughs> ah, this is a special kind that sucks. <laughs> I already know what's going to happen at the end of this campaign. We'll save that for when it happens. Yeah. But at some point down the line, to reward them, rather than having them play this kind of you know these kind of guards or whatever, have them play catechins. But, like, Black Library main character book catechins. And just let them go fucking buckwild Rambo on some Xenos. I, I actually do have a reward that's coming eventually. Oh, yeah? They're going to play as uh, a tank crew. Ah. 
they are going to be so fucking happy <laughs> when they get to step into a Lehman Russ. Yeah. Because I, I did the math, and there are just enough people to fully crew a Lehman Russ. Nice. So they're going to be going through, and they're going to be like, I, for once, feel like I have power. <laughs> for once, feel like... <laughs> there are two things of which I am certain. One, I am going to kill everything in my path. And two, I have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to tactically insert this, and I'm not talking about my Lehman Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I could cut an Emperor class battleship in half with this thing. I'm, I'm going to be excited too because I'm going to make them kind of like pull straws because one of them <laughs> has to be the outside like mantle gunner. I mean, it's not outside. He's popping out of the pulpit. No, he's still exposed. Not that one. Oh, not that one. The huh? one that stands behind the turret with the machine gun, nope. like on the Shermans. Okay, but that's not how Lehman Russes work, Jacob. Yeah. No, it's not. Jacob, there's a Lehman, like, there are two there, Lehman Russes on the shelf behind you. I will show you the pintle mount is mounted in the top of the turret. And I will show you the Deathcore Krieg. But you're not, these guardsmen aren't Deathcore. They aren't. But that's a pattern of a uh, Lehman Russ tank that's from a Forge world. Okay, so you're letting, letting them have fun, but you're not letting one of them be completely sheltered. Yeah. It's gonna be Manolo, isn't it? No matter what the straws say, it's gonna be him. Probably. You you cannot tell me what the straight face is not going to, Jacob. There is. I'm shaking my he magic. He doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm shaking my magic eight ball, and probability is looking quite grim. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna be outside the tank on that little <laughs> machine gun. <laughs> I mean it's a heavy stubber, right? Yeah. It's not little. It's sure. not a heavy bolter. Yeah. But it's not little. I'm trying to think of, like, do I get, what kind of guns should I give them for the size? You know, I'm leaning towards plasma guns or bolters. For the size bonsons? Yeah. I'd go with the heavy bolters. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, sure, plasma gun is fun, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, it's kind of hard to argue with just the raw DACA of it, two sponsor mounted heavy bolters. If, especially if you want to go the full route of just the tri-heavy bolters, the two on the sponsons of the one hull-mounted heavy bolter, mm-hmm. just to really fuck anything soft up. Oh, and they also thought that the uh, the machine gun sounds I've played loudly are loud. <laughs> I still have 30% to play with. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be completely deaf. Mop. Mop. No, here's what you do. Because mm-hmm. can you just... um, You can control who... Look the volume for each person, or is it just a uh, widespread goop volume? Widespread goop. Damn. Because if you could control it by like on a person-to-person basis, have people inside the tank, you know, keep it at the level that they think is loud. But then have poor fuckwit on the top of the turret get the rest of the thirty <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh, that'd be. Oh my god. You could text them individually, like, "Hey guys, take your headsets off for a second. So you know they know, and just, but you don't tell him, <laughs> and just next thirty <laughs> percent. Mop. Mop. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be fun. I I have a lot of fun things planned, and it's, it's going to be cool because I'm, like I said from the beginning, at the end of the day, this campaign, I want to show them what it's like to be a guardsman. Yeah. And if that can just maybe influence them a little bit on how they view, like, even, like, lower level, like, you know, city guard and other campaigns is <laughs> you're trying to teach them to be nice to the city guard in other settings through this <laughs> would, would they realize that life they've is... been that bad to city guard in the past that you have to torture them like this to teach them some sense of empathy 
it all started because they killed one NPC <laughs> in my Dark Heresy campaign. The dude is just walking on the street and they saw, you know... Wait, was this the homeless guy? So, in the first Dark Heresy campaign... The Obscure one? The Obscure one, yeah. They, they were coming out of a building after one of them got their arms decapitated by a door. <laughs> right, I remember that. Yeah. And they were carrying this dude out on a door, and they come out... the same door? Yeah. <laughs> That's... They they tried to put him on the door. They made a strength check. They failed the strength check. They dropped the door, and since his limbs were kind of spaghetti, <laughs> they dropped the door on his arm, and it cut the, like, shattered... Mm. They cut through the shattered bone. Nice. Nice. So they're carrying this dude out with now a poorly bandaged arm... <laughs> onto the street and they see this like one dude who's coming like to check the fire alarm and he's just like some like you know building inspector or something they killed a janitor yeah basically and the dude like sees him carrying this guy out and he's gonna walk into the building and he's like uh what the fuck are you doing can you wait here for like the city police like i, I see your buddy's hurt but we can like and then the sniper character Shoots him. Takes a shot. <laughs> and because he, like, min-maxed his sniper to be like, I point at it, it dies. Reasonable. Yeah. He he eviscerated him against a wall. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, guys? He just murdered the janitor. You know what? Eventually, you're going to have to pay for your crimes. <laughs> one day. It's not today. Maybe not tomorrow, but one day. And you will pay for killing that janitor. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell him at the end of this campaign, you know what? All this suffering, all these different sessions, all these weeks and months of you suffering as guardsmen. You want to know why I really did this? Do you have an example, an idea of the Game Darkness? No, because you killed my fucking janitor. <laughs> I liked him, goddammit! I was kind of sad about, like, all joking aside, like, that was probably one of the most tragic people to die in that dark area. <laughs> just cold-blooded murder. Because, like, he wasn't even trying to be mean to him. He's like, could you guys just, like, stay around? Like, I was going to let him, like, get through with it with, like, a little diplomacy check. And they're like, no, we're just going <laughs> to fucking murder. kill him. You know, like, just boom. Just going to gang him. You're like, yeah. You know what? You got to pay. <laughs> There's a little bit of karma in the 30, 41st millennia. Yeah. And they're getting it. Mm -hmm. Now they have to go where that janitor couldn't. The sewers <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's pretty much it all right then all right well part one of the sewers it's only going to get worse from here apparently oh yeah exponentially worse all righty then well dear listeners thank you so very much for listening to us once again and wherever you're listening to us too be it itunes soundcloud stitcher tune in wherever don't forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already and if you've got any Suggestions for future topics of general nerd sense, loose brews, or lore council, head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at the official SWP. Whether or not you want to send me more terrifying creatures you can think of to throw in a sewer or just brutal ways to kill guardsmen or just want to shoot the shit and talk, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Indeed, and good news once again, everyone, in case you are not aware, we have merch now on Teespring, Shield uh Teespring.com slash four slash stores, four slash shield dash wall dash productions. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts, a uh, hoodie, a couple of stickers, coffee mug, some ladies tanks and guys tanks, ladies shirts, guys shirts. Um, and we've got, by literal demand, the Hey Patrick Hey Patrick. Shirt. He literally accosted us on Facebook and demanded it and threatened riots if we didn't, so we kind of had to. And we'll have more coming your way as the holidays approach, perhaps. Um, but yeah, if you want to pick up a t-shirt for people either you know, like you, or for just for yourself... Go on ahead, and yeah. if you do, show us it. Show us, show us you rocking your shield wall pride. 
Uh, but until next time, thank you so very much for listening once again, and we shall catch you next time. Toodles!